Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash PMMPC. There are over 75,000 titles to choose from, so check it out today and have a free audiobook on me. Welcome to episode number 8 of Product Management Meets Pop Culture. My name is Chris Cummings, and on today's show, we're going to review the new anime series Dorara, introduce my favorite new online service, Crunchyroll, and listen to Dan Ariely talk about the power of options pricing, all in 10 minutes or less. That's the theme from Dorara, a quirky new anime series about people and other things that are living in Ikebukuro, a district of Tokyo. The full series is 24 episodes long, about half an hour each, divided into two 13-episode arcs. Dorara is a little hard to describe. I guess you could say it's an urban fantasy, an ensemble drama with supernatural overtones. The point-of-view character is Mikado, a normal high school boy who moves to Ikebukuro and almost immediately runs into a number of strange characters and situations. We have a headless motorcycle rider, an anonymous internet-based gang named The Dollars, a mysterious drug company kidnapping girls off the street, and several superhuman citizens at constant war with one another. And that's just a start. So, Mikado is looking for a break from the ordinary, and he finds it. The story begins in a fairly realistic manner, then veers into the more fantastic, and soon the more disturbing. Naturally, that's one of the aspects that I liked about the show. It's pretty unpredictable. There are complex plots wrapping up in unexpected ways, and characters becoming allies or enemies because of their secrets. It's really fun to watch. If I had one complaint or note of caution, it's the pace. It can feel a little meandering at times, and too quick at other times. Overall, though, I love this show, and recommend it to anyone looking for a break from the ordinary. Dorara is currently streaming with English subtitles on Crunchyroll.com, and will soon be released on DVD by Aniplex. For fans of anime, we're living in a new golden age. Once upon a time, the only way to see fairly recent shows from Japan was to buy bootlegs at conventions or download them illegally. Today, there are many options for you to watch anime through completely legal and often free means. We have the Anime Network, Funimation.com, and Hulu, among others. My favorite is Crunchyroll. That's where I discovered Dorama and several other shows I'd never heard of and have enjoyed a lot. 
Crunchyroll boasts the largest anime library, including shows that are currently broadcasting on TV in Japan, which is a fantastic thing if you're like me and you dreamed about having that kind of access. All shows are professionally subtitled in English, or dubbed, and are available in HD if you're a paying member, which I now am. I find that kind of fascinating, because the free experience is fine, and I was a free member for a while. But the options of removing the pre-roll ads, and the allure of getting shows, even shows I wasn't familiar with, in HD, was enough to make me susceptible to purchase. When Crunchyroll offered a special $20 cashback sale on a year subscription a few months ago, that was enough for me to seal the deal. Of course, sales, specials, all those things help make products and services look more attractive. Let's hear Dan Ariely talk about another distinctive sales tool, the psychological effects of options pricing. This was an ad from The Economist a few years ago that gave us three choices. An online subscription for $59, a print subscription for $125, or you could get both for $125. (laughs) Now, I looked at this and I called up The Economist and I tried to figure out what were they thinking. And they passed me from one person to another to another uh, until eventually I, I got to, the, to a person who was in charge of the website and I, I called them up and they went to check what was going on and the next thing I know the ad is gone and no explanation. So I, so I decided to do the experiment that I, do, I would have loved the economist to do with me. I took this and I gave it to 100 MIT students. I said, what would you choose? And these are the market share. Most people wanted the combo deal. Thankfully, nobody wanted the dominated options. It means our students can read. <laughs> but now, if you have an option that nobody wants, you would take it off, right? So I, took, I printed another version of this when I eliminated the middle option, and I gave it to another 100 students. Here's what happens. Uh, now the most popular option became the least popular, and the least popular became the most popular. What was happening is that option that was useless in the middle was useless in the sense that nobody wanted it. But it wasn't useless in the sense that it helped people figure out what they wanted. In fact, relative to the option in the middle, which was um, get, get only the print for 125, the print and web for 125 looked like a fantastic deal. And as a consequence, people chose it. The general idea here, by the way, is that we actually don't know our preferences that well. And because we don't know our preferences that well, we're susceptible to all of these influences from the external forces, the defaults, the particular options that are presented to us, and so on. If buyers and users don't know what they want until they see it in context, how do we provide that context for them? Crunchyroll does this by offering a free service and then promoting the benefits of a premium subscription benefits I wasn't even considering, things I didn't even know that I wanted until they pointed them out, things like HD or simulcasts. How do you provide that kind of context for your products and services? It's something to think about. If you have thoughts about anime, headless motorcyclists, or pricing psychology, please email me through the contact page at ChristopherCummings.com. Notes and links for this episode are available there too. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. (laughs) 